mean, some people were just there for like an adventure, you know, and which sure. that, that's a cool adventure. I mean, it was, it was intense. I mean, there's long hikes through the jungle and, and so people that want to challenge, um, or some people that are just trying to figure some shit out in their head, I think it's a good thing yeah. for, you know. All right, it's on. What? It's on? Welcome to our world. Well, I'm Jess. And I'm Adam. That's it. Well, welcome to our world. Welcome to our world. Okay. Tonight we're joined by my brother Josh, um, mm-hmm. who we've wanted to get on the show since he became our third listener. Well, a uh, reluctant listener. Pretty slim pickings, I guess, for a guest around here. So <laughs> We've uh, exhausted all of our St. Louis resources. So yeah. We had one drive in during a snowstorm for this. Six friends in St. Louis are done, so <laughs> yeah. I had to bring somebody else in. I guess yeah. we could do totally. version two with Steve and Dave. Um, <laughs> we already did two with Steve. What the hell is wrong with us? Oh, no. Oh, my God. All right. Just well, hand it over to him already. That's right. That's right. Steve, this is better in your hands than um, ours. You get yeah. to do it. So our first question that we like to ask everybody is, Josh, who the hell do you think you are? <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm, I, I think I'm like a 14-year-old trapped in a 40-year-old's body. <laughs> um, <laughs> my midlife crisis, grow my hair out, you know, try to grow facial hair, something <laughs> like that. But um, I guess I would call myself uh, like a serial entrepreneur and a, I don't know, seeker of new experiences. Yeah. How does cool. that sound? I, I like that. Does that translate good to radio? Or? It's okay. great if that's who you are. Yeah. <laughs> um, so who uh, who's in your world? Um, up there, down here, what, kind of who, who would you say is, is your world? Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, we've got a tight-knit family. So um, my world in Omaha, I have a wonderful girlfriend, Nina, that uh, lives with me. We've got two fantastic dogs um, and have a really close... Um, bond to some people that I would consider friends, gurus, business uh, partners up there. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Briley, who you know, is one of them. Um, and of course, uh, the family here, you guys, uh, we talk nearly every day. So um, I think we're probably as close as you can be for people that don't live in the same city. So yeah. I consider that's my, that's my world. Nice. What do you do for work? I am... Also, I guess my primary job is a real estate agent, like the two of you. Um, I hope not. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been doing it for a lot longer, so yeah. uh, get out now if you can. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's that's my primary um, focus. But I'm always looking for other business ideas. You know, sort of affiliated with real estate. Um, you know, any anytime there's an opportunity, that's I'm just looking at opportunities at all times. So whether that's investing in commercial or you know other business ventures that I'm doing right now with new construction or things like that always looking for something cool it it seems like a lot of the stuff that you do is within arm's reach of real estate is that by design or is that just because that's where the opportunities are coming in um or are you mean are you open to any opportunity or is it like okay if it's kind of in the construction real estate land development type of arena that's where I want to stick I mean, really anything, you know, if there's something, if there's an avenue that I think is interesting, I mean, it's got to be something that kind of, I think, piques my interest. Um, if I'm not excited about it, then 
for me, there's no sense in doing it because mm-hmm. um, I think that that would, you know, that that excitement would wane over time, and then you're not going to be successful at it, right? So um, for me, it's always, I guess, yeah, it's opportunities that pop up like that. But I mean, three weeks ago, I went looked at a diner. I mean, what right. the hell do I know about a diner? Oh boy! But uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, it. it if the, if the numbers were right and you can team up with somebody that does know about diners, then why wouldn't you want to do something like that? So right. I guess always just kind of keeping your options open, you know? Yeah, for sure. What kind of things are you passionate about? I love to travel. So, um, and and I both do, so it's, which is good. So it's not, uh, hard to try to convince her to want to go do something um do you guys always time your drinks like that same time it's good it's, it's yeah we do it it's yeah. pretty serious that's pretty good you guys have been doing this wow. I mean, this is our 16th episode i don't know Ooh, 16 we, really we well we only have nine in... that are published but uh, yeah we sync our drinking time uh, but yeah no we, we uh i mean love to travel and love live music so i mean that's actually the reason that i'm in town right now i went to go see the lumineers show last night so um but yeah love to go new places where's the coolest place you've ever gone i've kind of fallen in love with belize um we've been twice now um just the people there and proximity it's easy to get there from the states so Mm -hmm. um i'd say that's probably the top of my list right now but um, we've got some aspirations to go to Africa and then to go to Europe, hopefully later this year. So cool. Very cool. That's ridiculous. I'm going to do all of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do um, it. Do it then. All right. right. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. Who, uh, who helps you run your world? Uh, you know, to be honest with you, I mean, I, uh, I've got a fantastic admin in my life that helps me with my real estate world and all that stuff so tawny she's amazing and allows me to be able to travel and to do other things because i can like 100 percent lean on her for everything she knows nice. kind of how i think so most time she takes care of it poor even have to ask worry her to help it, me yeah. or worry about it so that's great um so you know i was out of town for 17 days a couple of years ago and kind of freaking out and came back and realized that they didn't really need me so right <laughs> i mean everything was everything was so well run so um so without that help you know i probably wouldn't be able to do some of the other things that i do and get bogged down with some of the minutiae that yeah. i really suck at you know I'm, I, and i know i'm not good at it so it's that's the other thing that helps so it's like knowing what you're good at what you're not yeah um what trips you up or like what kind of things do you personally struggle with um, structure probably. <laughs> um, okay. I'm not. Uh, I'm not great at uh, you know planning out my calendar and sticking to it. I get sidetracked very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I. That's probably runs in the family. I'd say for sure. <laughs> um, Considering it's nine o'clock for an eight o'clock <laughs> taping. Yep. Yeah. Well, that was mostly my fault. But. <laughs> it was 100 percent your fault. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's all. <laughs> but uh, but yeah that that can really. And, then, you know, that's like the number one thing that, you know, every success book you ever read or any coach is, you know, kind of be a slave to your account and all these things. And I just totally suck at it. So at, at some point in time, I just gave in realizing I'm not going to be. So having a loose structure of what my day is going to look like helps me, I think, yeah. with just being able to get things done and be a little bit more creative, I guess. So is that so I mean, I'm struggling with it desperately, like just really, really bad right now. And I think it, I think where I 
have a lot of trouble is I feel like I have to fill up my calendar. Mm. So like I have to do something from 7.30 to 8.30 and something from 8.30 to 9. And then if there's anything that throws me off early in the day, the rest of my day is kind of shot. So is it kind of, you said the loose calendar, is it like, okay, I know I have these three rocks that I have to address today and then everything else will kind of come as the day comes or how how do you balance like? I mean, I try, I do try to do, you know, like eat the frog, right? So like first thing in the morning, like knock out the thing that I totally don't want to do or that I know that if I do that, I'll at least feel like I, oh, that was a good, like I had a successful day. I got something done. You know, I didn't sit on Facebook for seven hours or, (laughs) or take a four hour lunch, but, um, so I think doing that and then, yeah, and having some things that I just have to put in my calendar that, because maybe I wouldn't want to do them or don't do them. I mean, every year I say I'm going to be better at client relations and doing handwritten notes, things like that, small things. And But who really wants to sit down and like handwrite notes? It sucks, right? Or something like that. Yeah. So putting that in my calendar and knowing that if I knock out five today, five tomorrow, five the day after, hey, at the end of the week I did 25. It's not that bad. You know, yeah. something like that. Sure. So it just takes a little bit of time. Um, but besides that, I mean, you know, in this line too you've got to be a little bit flexible somebody's gonna call you and say hey i need to go see this house because it just came on the market and yeah you find out there's three other offers already you know something like that so you've got to sometimes let let your schedule run you a little bit i guess sure um i want to go back to the previous question that you talked about being out of town for 17 days can we talk about that trip oh sure so um tell us um where you went and like what what the introduction to that trip was like with your guy and why you chose that trip to be important. Yeah. So I went to uh, Ecuador and spent uh, 17 days, about 14 of the 17 in the rainforest in the Amazon um, living with three different tribes. So, um, you know, how that kind of came about was, um, I feel like I'm giving you all my attention. I'm going to give you a little bit here now. Okay, okay. great. Um, Thank you. We're not on video, <laughs> yeah. so it's okay. Whatever. Whatever um, you look like wherever you want. I feel like, uh, so I, I met a guy named Steve uh, Tornayton who was amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And he he's one of my gurus. You know, so I, I mean, I, I call these people gurus. The people in my life that I look up to and you know, I bounce ideas off of. Some of them become partners in business or whatever. But mm-hmm. um this guy used to be in real estate. He got out of it, um, which he said, I'm going to get out once I do this, set, set this goal to do this. He's now does training for CEO level types across the country. So, but he was telling me about it and it was probably at a, you know, at a point in my life that I needed something like that. Um, you know, kind of gone through some stuff years previous to that, you know, wife passed away and it was actually, I think right after our mom was diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. So just some kind of things like, you know what, this is kind of feels like the right time to do this trip. And, you know, it's, it's more about, uh, it's not like a mission trip where you're going to like build huts or anything like that. People always ask me, it's like, no, it's not really like that. It's the money that you spend to go there is helping these tribes build up funds for legal resources to keep people out of their land, essentially is what it is. Oh, okay. so, um, so while you're there, you're actually just kind of going through the ceremonies with them, living with them, seeing how they, you know, what did they, how they prepare their meals. Yeah. What, you know, they have little schools, things like that. So they're kind of showing you some of that stuff. They cook all our meals for us while we're there. I mean, but there's a lot of reflection time there. You know, you're journaling, journaling a lot. You're spending time out in the middle of the Amazon by yourself, yeah. like reflecting. Crazy. It's very intense. And then, um, and then with each tribe, um, on one night, there is uh, a ceremony with the shaman of the, of the tribe where, 
do ayahuasca. So, and then the next day you're reflecting on that with the shaman, like in a one-on-one setting. So that's pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. I imagine yeah. so. So, yeah, and then, so I was there for 14 days and then I came out and was back in the capital, Quito, for a couple of days and I just, I mean, I'm glad I did. Most people just left and came straight back, but I took a couple of days just to stay in Quito by myself, kind of bounced around, looked at churches, you know, just kind of like reflected on what had happened and like what an amazing experience it was. And, yeah, you know, in the moment, sometimes it's hard not to like to realize how profound some of those things can be. Sure. But, you know, looking back, it's like every person I tell the story about or, you know, the trip, it's the look in their eyes, like, helps me realize, like, oh, shit, that was a big deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Well, and I bet if it's something that's, like, that intense and so different than the States, you don't want to just, like, I've been on mission trips before, and we usually take a couple of days after just to reflect and, like, grasp what just happened because mm-hmm. you don't want to go back to Nebraska and... It's just like, okay, jumping back into your thing. Right, yeah. So Yeah, you have to have that time to kind of appreciate what it was, right? So Yeah, that's really cool. And you you have plans to not just go back, but go back in kind of more of a mentor guide capacity? Yeah, I was actually supposed to go back this this month, um, and then some things kind of got screwy with the trip, and they had planned for a private group and something else, so... Um, my plan is to get, if I can get uh, 12 to 16 people together, um, then take another trip in. There's, there's still, um, there's a local guide, obviously, and then there's, there'd be an American guide that's been down there before, but if, you know, kind of, will let you kind of help lead that since I've been there before. So, I mean, it's a, there's some hands-on that needs to happen while you're there for the ceremonies for people that know what's going to happen and, yeah. <laughs> and that kind of stuff. Yeah. For sure. People have, you know, some very different experiences during those types of things. It sounds like a really good sequel to all the people that went on our Cabo trip. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a couple people that I'd love to see out in the middle of the jungle for that trip. (laughs) On ayahuasca. (laughs) On ayahuasca, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That would be, yeah. That's cool. What, like, type of person are you looking for or what type of person would you be like, oh, no, you should definitely not do that trip? If somebody hears this and they're like, oh, I'm going to reach out to him. <laughs> you know, I think um, for me, I didn't have any expectations when I went. And so for me, it, having that mindset really just helped me like have just take in whatever it was. Oh, it was awesome. And there's some people that were there with me. For the most part, nobody knew each other. I mean, there were a couple of couples that were on the trip I was on and. I didn't really think that would be a great experience to take. I mean, because I feel like you don't get the same experience if you're leaning on somebody you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but um, I don't know. I mean, some people were just there for like an adventure, you know, and which sure. that, that's a cool adventure. I mean, it was it was intense. I mean, there's long hikes through the jungle, and, and so people that want to challenge, um, or some people that are just trying to figure some shit out in their head. I think it's a good thing mm-hmm. for yeah. you know. Um, you know, I've heard that the, the people that are looking to fix their life. Maybe that's not, you know, they, they're going to be let down by it. Yeah. From what I've heard from other guys that have gone on, you know, that they think that this is going to be like the end all be all for them to yeah. be able to find whatever's wrong with them or something, right. you yeah. know, but, um, yeah, it doesn't have to be anything in particular. I think just for people that are open to new, something new, um, you really get some cool mental breakthroughs, I think. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think just being unplugged from... I mean, just Anywhere. your phone. Just your phone. <laughs> like for, for that a was day. The, that, that was what I was the most excited about. I, I mean, you can attest to this. Even by talking to me beforehand, it's like I just wanted, I couldn't, 
I was more excited about like no phone, no contact. Yeah. Especially like in the business run where your phone is glued to you, it's nonstop. Yeah. And so, I mean, after a couple of days of that, that was, it was actually just kind of insane. Like to think about time, you know, like just yeah. time, how time passes Yeah. and nothing, there's no electronics. I mean, it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I would love to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, you can though. Uh, is it uh, a low price of <laughs> right. right? Is it uh, is your plan to go back next February or are you going to go? But be- no, they'll then? do them anytime you want. So for me, I think it's about trying to find you know people that would want to go, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I would go. Any, I would go tomorrow if I could. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it was that awesome. So, um, but I think it's a big commitment. So we're talking about a couple of weeks, and you know, most people have kids. So trying sure. to coordinate that with leaving one spouse that's have to be home with kids and right miss, mm-hmm. miss and that's job. a long trip right long, yeah and, you know jobs for two weeks you know that's a, it's a big commitment for a lot of people so sure that's cool um so if you know 14 people i'll definitely go back <laughs> yeah 14 people no kids can i get all of the listeners please well there's there's 14 including you though so. <laughs> right. and the other seven are me listening twice and just listening <laughs> twice so <laughs> Somehow that adds up to seven. Um, <laughs> what, what things are hard for you to say no to? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I I do overcommit to things. I'd say. I, I mean, trips, travel, kind of. We're notorious to have any event at our house anytime. There's oh well, we should have this party at our house because it's. <laughs> It's All Saints Day, so why wouldn't we have everybody over? You know, I mean, so, who cares if we don't have any bathrooms in this house? Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. Well, you, you hit on another one of mine. That's, uh, kind of a serial remodeler that likes to get about ninety percent of the way finished and then start a different project. Right. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I think everybody knows that one. So, yeah, I'd say that those are <laughs> those are big ones. Okay. Um, what types of things have you had to turn down? To, to do what you do. I mean, you have a lot of irons in the fire. You have multiple home building projects, companies, your retail business, commercial investments. I mean, I assume that if you're always looking for opportunity. I'm always out of money. Yeah. <laughs> there's things to say no to. So what types of things yeah, have that's you had thing, to say no that's to? That's the thing Adam and I joke about is that, you know, we're, we're always looking for new, like, opportunities. So it's, you know, just... We just need some more money to do this one. We need right. this, you know, it's right. getting creative with uh, how do you, who do you partner up with? I mean, because if you find a good deal, you want to be able to jump on it, right? So, um, so I think getting creative with like partnerships is, you know, we kind of talked about it a little bit today, and yeah. even like flipping houses and stuff is, um, I'm, you know, I rarely use my own money for any of that type of stuff. Yeah. So, um, not selling like a Don Lapree real estate similar thing here, but right. uh, you can buy a house, no money down, but, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'd say that's. That's a big one there. So in trying to partner up with the right people, you don't have to, you know, owning 30% of something awesome is better than owning 100% of something that you can't fully do the right way. Sure. Right. So I like okay. that. Um, have there been any defining moments that have made you who you are and <laughs> encourage you to do what you do? Um, yeah. For anything, I mean, there's been a ton of stuff that's defined. Me. <laughs> so... Um, you probably make a yeah like a lifetime movie or something, but um, <laughs> that's you know, an opportunity. Yeah, you know, they haven't approached me yet. I, uh, we're more of a spike family <laughs> than uh, our freeform. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think 
<laughs> I'm thinking lifetimes really are speed that usually ends like super well. What, well. What's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's yeah? What's the TV station where there's like idiots running in a polls or something? That's more of like true TV. We're a true TV. Yeah, that's probably more of what it is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know that question. I guess I I don't like to. I guess one of the things I always tell myself is like, don't let something define you, you know? I mean, so obviously I talked about like my wife passed, obviously our mom has passed, We've lost, everybody loses people, right? So yeah. that's, that, that sucks, but it's like, how are you gonna react to that? And that, does that actually necessarily define you? I don't know that you want something to define you that way. Um, but I think just like looking for, looking to do things, they'll still give you passion, still make you wanna do better things in your life. and because. Mm-hmm. I think when things do define you, then they tend to define you in a negative way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so for me, it's like making an impact on with your business or through life, you know, experiences that you can help other people. So sure. focusing on that type of thing. Okay. Did I just skirt that question completely? Yeah, you totally dodged it. Perfect. Uh, very good. Super dodged. Very good form. <laughs> um, so something I've, I've wanted to ask you, and I got to ask mom, um, I think I shared the the audio that with you. I got to interview mom mm-hmm. before she passed away, and I asked her like, "Why? Like, why do you think the way you think?" And um, mm. one of the things that she'd always preached to us was like, "Hey, when stuff goes sideways, try to help somebody." Mm-hmm. Um, and you've adopted that same mentality. Is it is it because we had such a good example of that? Because I mean, we also had the example of like mom just saying everything's fine all the time and <laughs> even though things weren't fine all the time um so like we, we do that too i know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but like what's what's your what's your motivation um like when you get kicked in the teeth and then you're like oh okay i, I can't control what happened but i can control how i react those are words and those words sound great and they look really good on my instagram story when i post <laughs> them when i need inspiration but like how do you really process like or where does that punched. come from? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, so that's like just innate in me, and it's, it's almost like to a fault at some points because I think sometimes people are like, "No, be mad, like mm. be a dick," to, you know, or yeah. like you don't have to, because I do act that way. And it does come from our mom. I mean, I can, I can pinpoint it's exactly after our brother passed away, seeing the way she reacted. Yeah. From that point forward, the rest of her life was incredible model you know yeah. so you want to adopt that because so much other good came from that you know from her doing that as opposed yeah. to you know recessing into this anger and bitterness and stuff and it doesn't mean you don't have bad days it doesn't mean you don't get pissed or sad it just means that you know when you actually put some reason and thought to it you know that trying to impact other people's lives in a positive way is going to make you feel better well, it's, it's going to be better for you yeah. too so it's the only way yeah yeah um and it you know it, it can be hard, but I think it's just, it's just like first instinct yeah. for, you know, like, well, I always say somebody else got it worse than me right now. Yeah. So. I mean, how many times did we hear that growing up? Yeah. Somebody's always got it worse. Yeah, absolutely. So, hmm. um, that's just kind of, that's that saying just like comes up in bright lights anytime feeling shitty about anything, you know? Yeah. So you yeah. know, we're pretty quick. What keeps you up at night? Um, <laughs> I sleep pretty good, actually. <laughs> we hear that a lot. Yeah, we do hear that a lot. <laughs> it must be, I don't know, I, like people that grind it out and fill their day and do the right thing. Yeah. They I mean, sleep I feel like well. I, yeah, I, I think, it, yeah, I mean, I do, 
at night, like going back and thinking about the day, I am going back in my head and thinking about opportunities or thinking about, you know, different <clears throat> things that are happening to one of the businesses, you know, how can I make it better or what, was there something that happened this previous week that, you know, is impacting it in a certain way. But I mean, for the most part, yeah, I think if you're paying attention to your business or businesses the way you're supposed to be, you should, you should sleep. Yeah. You should sleep pretty good at night. So, um, I don't think anything really rattles me on that stuff. Does it, is there anything that rattles you? Like not related to business? <laughs> Probably Nina does. I don't know. A little <laughs> bit. <laughs> Keeps me on my toes, um, which is good. I, I need somebody like that. So. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, you're, I know. Polish temptress. Yeah, she's, <laughs> we, call, we call them pull up. You're never, never going to go mainstream with this. <laughs> well, I think that Duh. ship sailed when we set ourselves on the coffee table that first night. Yeah. Is that why you're here? <laughs> <laughs> what point do we plug? Is <laughs> this thing's not even running. <laughs> yeah, what do we, which, uh, like wine, if there please. was something we should plug, what would we be plugging right now? Boda box. Yeah. Put it in front of the microphone, Adam. <laughs> Brought to you by Boda box. This segment brought to you by Boda box. Not night hawk not black. Not lion's choice. Not yeah. Forget you, lion's choice. They haven't picked you up yet. I can't believe it. Well, we played hard to get after our second episode, and then they realized we had four listens, so they backed out pretty quickly. But we're working on Arby's. Yeah, if that means that we eat as many cherry turnovers as humanly possible, I'm okay we're with working that. on it. Um, all right, so I know that you are like a serial reader. You've given me a ton of book recommendations and bought me books that sit on my shelf at my office. Hmm. Um, some of them I've read. What are you reading right now? I'm going to be bad and say that I'm actually not reading a book right now. Um, or what I, was the last did, thing you I, read? I did finish. Um, I was. I've been kind of rereading or going through the Rhythm of Life. Um, it's a great one. It's mm. not business related. It's not. It's more of a mindset. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's 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 good stuff for the soul. I mean, I think I think it should be on everybody's reading list. Um, it's called what? Rhythm uh, the Rhythm of, of Life. life. Rhythm uh, Matthew. Of life. Gosh, I forget who it is Almost now. Almost like Circle of Life. But Rhythm uh, of Life. And I've read Super Supermind recently. It's a tra- transcendental meditation book. Um, I kind of got into TM a couple of years ago, and then like have completely fallen off and not done it in a while. And it's yeah. I feel like it's something that when I did it, it was it was good for me. Yeah. So wanted to kind of get back into that. So it's been going over that. I read that book. Um, do you physically read or do you listen to Audible? I phys- I have to physically read. I okay. I can't do. Uh, books on tape as I just call it but I guess audible it's just I don't retain I don't retain anything okay so yeah. I've actually got to like see the word as I'm reading it and it's I think it's kind of therapeutic too so yeah. sure do you read in the morning at night like when you are reading is there a certain routine that works actually, for you so actually I would um this is one thing I would put in my calendar I would go to it's, it's called scooters up in Omaha it's a, it's a coffee chain so local coffee chain but if I try to do it, in, I mean, in the morning, I feel like I, I'm one of those people, like, when I get up, I just, like, I have to get ready. I have to get to the office. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's the yeah. first thing that's on my mind. Like, I yeah, get, I gotta get in. Like, 
my partner like will wake up and like he takes a bath in the morning and reads. I'm like, how do you do that? Like, what? <laughs> um, so I was like, I love knowing that Adam is in a bathtub somewhere reading, reading a book. Yeah, probably right now actually. Um, <laughs> and then if I say I'm gonna do it at night, I never do. I mean, by the time mm-hmm. you come home, it's like want to decompress. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, I want to do what everybody else did and pop on Netflix and watch my favorite show and yeah. go to bed. So yeah, if I could set aside, aside an hour. Go have a coffee, sit in a coffee shop. That's the best time for me to read. Yeah. What do you listen to to get pumped up? <laughs> 90s rap. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, if I'm going to a listing appointment, I'm always playing rap before. I mm, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Just getting you in the zone. Yeah, just kind of getting, you know, getting the adrenaline going a little bit. So cool. make sure that I'm going to be enthusiastic while I'm in there. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, it's... Don't want to listen to, even though I went to Lumineers last night, I love the Lumineers. I'm not going to listen to that before I go <laughs> sure. in and be sleeping. <laughs> yeah. What are your top three movies? Top three movies. Is this is a question you ask wait. everybody. Yeah, I can't wait to hear your answers. <laughs> top three movies all time. God, I wish I would have prepped before, this one because I before you answer so many. I just want to let Adam. Our I swear listener to God, know. if you say just it, just stop. I will. For one second, it's an important flip the table. part. Like Don't Teresa Judice. <laughs> so the reason why Toy Soldiers is one of my favorite movies of all time, not just because Lou Gossett Jr. brings a SAG Award worthy present um, performance. I want to stab you with your microphone. Um, Josh introduced me to Toy Soldiers. Of course, a he did. Long He's your older ago. brother. Yeah, everybody. But it's an amazing movie. Amazing. And, I, and I'm not just saying the Vietnamese version that I have. You're going to turn I'm talking people about the real off. version. <laughs> you're going to turn uh, the two people off. Yeah, that are the people that were on the fence about watching Who Toy Soldiers. Sean, Sean Aston? Of yeah. course he was. <laughs> Everyone that and listens was to this podcast knows that because Adam said it every single episode. <laughs> do, how many additional views do you think the movie has gotten since this podcast went I'm viral? A, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I don't know what you think views means in terms of toy soldiers. Like, nobody has that. Uh, like, they like on it their VHS. That there <laughs> was a movie? Yeah. Um, I can't find it anywhere. I've the v- VCR and they're watching it because you plugged it. Yeah. This I, episode I feel like brought to you by Toy Soldiers. <laughs> And if I could uh, remember the headmaster, Lou Gossett Jr., uh, the headmaster's <laughs> name, um, I would definitely plug him. Do you remember when you asked Kate Chill if her boarding school is anything like Toy Soldiers? <laughs> In Switzerland? I did ask her that. Oh, boy. Okay, You're sorry. So and her ridiculous. What? And her answer? If well, you, she, she was like, talking about, she was describing no, she, her boarding Adam school. Adam was like, and I go, so this exactly and this and this, like and soldiers. she was like, no, it wasn't anything like that. I just asked if it got dumb, overrun dumb. by terrorists and Sean Aston saved it with a drone. That's right. And she said no. What are your top three movies? If you could exclude that one, that'd be great. <laughs> so which two? Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, well, number one, which this is an amazing movie with probably the greatest actor of our generation, of multiple generations, because he does not age, is Tom Cruise in Top Gun. Oh, Lord. Phenomenal movie. Phenomenal mm. soundtrack. Yeah. So that's one, obviously. Number two, I would say... Step Brothers or something. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm a, more of a caddish. I, I always say, like, what are, what are movies that, like, when they come on, like, I always say, like, on, when it comes on TNT, like, so movie, I'm definitely watching this movie. Con Air, always watching it if it's on. Oh, For wow. sure. 
Caddyshack, uh, <laughs> always watching. Top Gun, always watching. Serious movie, I'd say Shawshank Redemption. Mm. Um, We've gotten that. My home internet yeah. uh, name, you, if you're ever looking for is Zio Ateneo. So just a little fun fact about my you're, love of If anybody's near Omaha yeah, and they need free Wi-Fi. If, if, you, if you're pulling up at Zio Ateneo, you are close to my house. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, those are good. Yeah. Uh, what are your biggest pet peeves when you travel or in general? When I travel, um, people that don't pay attention to where they're walking or have like no self-awareness. Um, this was taught to us at a very early age by my father, always grabbing us, grabbing the back of our shirt, watch where you're walking, watch where you're walking, watch where you're walking. So <laughs> when we're in airports, Nina knows this because they're both kind of the same. I get super pissed off when people are not paying attention to where they're standing, where they're walking, or they're not walking fast enough, or they're looking at their phones while they're walking, and I just get super irritated to the point where like, it actually will put me in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. What about in so general? So if you're traveling with me, please pay attention to where you're walking. Good. <coughs> you don't right. seem nearly as upset about early standers and uh, landing clappers <laughs> as... I am. As others. Early standers is more clappers. I'm, I'm just happy. People are happy clapping. Hey. Let them have clap it. Clap it up. Yeah, clap it wow. up. Wow. Huh. Oh, I still need you to um, re-teach me how to play threes, because that was a fun game that we played on the way to Cabo. Yeah. And I was got real hammered. Well, we were just talking about maybe taking an impromptu trip to Belize, so maybe we should just do that there. Okay. Learn. I did bring dice tonight, so we could play threes. I oh, like that. my. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's a fun game. Yeah. What is a big pet peeve of yours just in everyday life? There's still the people that don't pay attention. They're everywhere. <laughs> They're absolutely Not everywhere. Just in the like, airport. didn't you just freaking hear me? Yeah, I mean, the travel thing just because that's where we're at, but they're all over the place. Um, you know, I'm actually a very patient person, but I get super pissed with the the people in the airport, and then also driving. I you are people, the worst. I mean, I will. You Road know this if you're tough on talking to you on Bluetooth, and then all of a sudden I'm just cussing up a storm. Yeah. And it's probably some poor old 87 year old lady yeah. just driving 30 miles an hour in a 40. Just and terrified. Just oh. pissing me off. Yeah. To no end. Yeah. Yeah. You go um, from zero to 100 real quick, and then the best part is you're right back in the conversation. You're like, and then I was doing this. And I'm like, wow. You really turned that. Yeah. It's, it's probably a split personality problem. I should talk right. to ther- my therapist about. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So, what would be three words that you would not use to describe yourself? Um, not used to describe myself. Um, hmm. Trying to set myself up to sound as good as possible, right? So, um, <laughs> totally. This is a new well, question into the mix. <laughs> really? Okay. No wonder I haven't, didn't recognize it. Um, <laughs> well, you have to listen also. <laughs> so, is this our first episode? <laughs> I'm a third. Uh, Steve's two. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely not, I mean, these buzzwords, right? So I'm definitely not lazy. I mean, I'm definitely always out there, like, trying to find a deal yeah. or trying to do something. I mean, it's just, like, kind of, that's what keeps my motor going. So, um, I'm, I don't know. I'm not very good at going to the gym. What's, what's, what's that word? Not healthy. I'm not healthy. Yeah. yeah. Healthy, healthy would not be healthy a word. Not, no. <laughs> By the first person to say that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me get another glass of wine here. Uh, <laughs> 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 hey, 
here. I, th- I think you're doing a great job. Yeah, yeah. This is fun. Bang up, job. <laughs> it's a good time. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's, I mean, and I'm, I'm not judgmental, for sure. So... Um, except for those people that are except for people that are slow walkers, right? <laughs> standing in the middle of your way. You, uh, I'm really good at giving people names that I don't know. Like, oh, all right, Mark. You know, all right, Bill. Get with it already. You know, yeah. remember people walking through, and I feel like I'm very good at naming people. Do you what, ever <laughs> wait? One of my favorite things about Adam that I've remembered since high school is that Adam will totally. Like motherfuck somebody, but he will call them ma'am. He'll be like, "God damn it, ma'am!" or "Listen, sir, you're fucking wrong." Like that kind of thing. And I always remember that. Well, and I'm it trying to be respectful, me. right? Always. I'm just trying to be respectful while I degrade you. It's yeah, yes, it even, right? Yeah, me. negative thing, one positive thing, right. even or even yeah. keel. Yeah, you're no, still it wasn't an idiot, like, sir. Get your shit together, Barb. But it is still. It is. Barb does need to get her shit together, by the way. Yeah, she's the worst. Uh, When you're in the airport, do you ever create stories for people that are also in the airport? Of course, yeah. Like, you're like, okay, so that guy's coming from Milwaukee. (laughs) Yeah. Clearly on a bender. (laughs) He has drugs in his butt. Yeah, like, ooh, look at that guy over there. Oh, he definitely farted. He's trying to walk away from it right now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if we've talked about this yet Uh, on the show. But Sarah always thinks that someone has accidentally slipped drugs in her pocket (laughs) right before she goes through security. It was Rosso's episode. It was hilarious. (laughs) You said Colombian Bam Bam. It's just, I always watch it, like, right before security, you can see, like, her getting real shifty. And I'm like, what's wrong? It's like she thinks somebody accidentally... So you know what we should do next time we go on a trip? Actually do that to her. Right. To see. Just put a bunch of bags yeah. of powdered sugar in her carry on. Right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Customs is going to be a great time. Yeah. We'll just make sure we show up plenty early. I know. <laughs> um, so you had mentioned, jokingly, therapy, but I know it's something that you and I talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, because we believe in it a lot, and I don't think a lot of people in our family did or do or, or whatever. Um, what was kind of the turning point for you to be accepting of that? Because I knew it took a lot. I mean, it took me until I was really 29 or 30 to, to go and accept it as a real thing. Um, so what, for you, allowed you to, to do that? We had Michelle on last, and her mm-hmm. mission is to normalize therapy. Her episode Well, we didn't have her on last but it's aired last right. for sure. Whatever. You know <laughs> There's what I'm been saying. 27 episodes since then. <laughs> well, this one's going to get edited in very quickly. Yeah, 2021. Yeah. No, no, we have no, a no, real no. person doing it, not me. <laughs> when it was up to me, it was it was rough. <laughs> I was really holding this podcast back. Uh, we don't need to do like a, in this week's July 4th episode. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it is funny because I always joke about how long it's going to take to edit it in the episode. And it's always, it always true. <laughs> like Shannon's, we were talking. We're he's like, outside. I'll probably be, we're outside. He's like, I'll probably be married before you air this. He's married. He's certainly <laughs> married now. He's married now. Ours, our <laughs> interviews were definitely like when it was hot out. Yeah. Uh, so... Anyways, nobody Anyways. cares about that. Um, so therapy, uh, for you, like, why is it important? Can you just talk about, like, the role that it's played in your world? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the first time I ever went, I was 19. This is after Matthew passed away, our brother. And uh, 
I think I went once or twice and then quick, quickly realized, like, this guy doesn't know shit, right? Like, he doesn't yeah. know me. He doesn't know the problems I'm going through. So, um, just a young, dumb person. So, you know, later in my life, after uh, Aaron passed away, I went to therapy and needed to do that. And I went, like, religiously. And it was, but it was also, like, at that point in time, realizing, like, kind of going back to the somebody else has it worse the mentality. It's also, like, somebody else has gone through this before. Yeah. <laughs> Things like this. So, yeah. it's like, I need to make sure I'm accessing as many resources as possible. And and I think it's, it's finding the right fit, too. I mean, I, that's one thing, because I, I had met with counselors that I didn't like and didn't yeah. mesh with, and I've been with one now for three and a half years, and he's awesome. I mean, it's it's just the right, just what I need, you know? So, um, but I like that word, you said, or what you said earlier about normalizing it. I mean, for us, there's such a stigma with mental health or, you know, it's beat... I'm fine, right? Right. I can yeah. fix this shit on my, by myself. Yeah. You know, I'll be okay. Well, I mean, you're the worst person to fix your own shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because you're the one that's in it anyway. So, mm-hmm. you know, you need that outside voice to, you know, a lot of times you are fixing your problem, but it's getting those things out and actually hearing them as you're talking to somebody and letting them kind of guide you through that. So, um, yeah, just realizing that it is normal and that everybody's got... I think everybody should go. <laughs> I, mean, I, I agree. I don't care how happy some people think. Sure. You know, I mean, I think it's fantastic for everybody to go. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's, I mean, it's just, it's got to happen, you know? Yeah. So. Um, so I've, I've been in real estate for, I don't know, three years, something like that. And so the choice to get into that was something that you and I had talked about for a really long time, even before that. Uh, but even before then, I wouldn't you, let you do it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, even before then, you you always kind of been a guide or a mentor to me from a professional standpoint of like, you know, I always was always underqualified for the things that I was supposed to just, you know, beat my head against a wall for, and through perseverance or hard work or finding angles or just out outworking other people. Um, that that was something that I got a lot of from you. Um, but one of my favorite parts about you being a mentor of mine is that you, you've said it to me multiple times of like, yeah, I could probably give you the, not in these words, but like, yeah, I could give you the roadmap for that, but you're just going to need to screw it up and then you'll figure out the right path. Like, can you, can you, so the first one was when we went to, we met in Kansas city for dinner um, and that's when I realized I was going to get into real estate after that dinner. Um, and then the second, you ever told me that, huh? I don't think you ever told me that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll tell you a story right now. <clears throat> All right. Um, I, uh, I had just signed the Valpo client. Um, I sold the contract. I was self-performing the contract. So I knew what the velocity and the profits were. And I, we went for, for dinner at Top Golf. And we were sitting there, and I, I remember I was just complaining. I was like, I don't know if I can work for somebody anymore. Like, he's going to make a ton of money on this, and I'm not, I'm just going to get my check every two weeks, and I just don't think I can do it anymore. And you said, but I got good news for you. You only have to do it for 34 more years. And, uh. and I remember feeling like somebody put their hands around my throat, and I was <laughs> like, there's no possible way I can do this. So that next day... I went home and Sarah and I sat down and I said, I think I'm going to sign up for real estate school. And I did that week. Um, it took me a little while to get through it just because, um, a life and a job had, yeah. and family <laughs> kids. Yeah. Um, but that was like, I've told so many people like that was one of the most defining moments of my life. And in my, certainly my career was that dinner. 
Um, but when I was transitioning into the business, I was I wanted to do a lot of things, and you had kind of put some guardrails up, but you never gave me the silver bullet. You know, you're always like, okay, you gotta, you have to experience it, you have to stub your toe, you have to figure it out. Is that something that you? I mean, I, there's a fine line between success leaving clues and like finding someone's way of doing and not reinventing the wheel, but also having to go through the perseverance or the the issues that come along with trying something. So. Is that like a strategy? Is that something that you just normally do? I mean, do you... Oh, all the questions this long? That was... He's talked for five minutes. I forget Adam's what the first question was. Adam's questions are longer than mine. Yeah. I need mine, a written form. <laughs> uh, shorthand, um, tell me your philosophy on life. No, I... <laughs> Why are you such a great guru? Uh, I'm not. I, I think that... Um, okay, let's go back. Let's see here. You were talking about... I think that, yeah, did I do that selectively? Yes, probably gave you that kind of path or non-path, I should say, because... Yeah. One, because there is no magic silver bullet in, in this type of work or sale, we'll call it any kind of like sales. I think you just have to be really perceptive and really good at listening to people because that's the people that are the best in this business you don't have to be good at like the actual craft of it i think you just got to be yeah. a really great listener mm -hmm. and uh, be able to navigate people's problems for them and help them find solutions so um i think that that was probably i knew you were good at that um but and i knew that you would probably gravitate towards i mean i'm the type of person that, the thing i love about this business is that you eat what you kill right so mm -hmm. it's not you're doing all these ta tasks and that somebody else has benefited, you know, yeah. from it. So, um, I mean, there's a ton of memes and stuff out there about the, the type of stuff, you know, if you're making somebody else's or, I don't know, what is it? You're making somebody else's dreams come true if you're doing or whatever it is. Yeah. So, sure. um, so whatever it is, I mean, that, that part of it, I think, is what I gravitate towards, which I think that when you're trying to t talk to people about it, then... Memphis is just tap dancing on the yeah. floor. Ridiculous. <laughs> uh, what was the other part of your question? Now I forget. It was just like, uh, I mean, I think it's just like, so for me, I'm, I'm getting into coaching and uh, mentoring. And when someone brings a, a scenario to me or a problem to me, I want to answer it. I want to, I want to, mm. I'm, I'm like a fixer, right? So I want to like fix it. I want to be like, okay, you should do this. Um, and I feel like I'm taking like, their learning curve out of the equation and not allowing them to really experience whatever it is. And so part of it was a compliment just to be like, dude, thanks because me bumping my head up against stuff has allowed me to get to where I'm at. Yeah. Um, but also like you're a mentor, like it's not just to uh, me, you know, I know like with people around you and Nick, you know, all, all the people that we know that you okay. impact, like how does, how does that mentality of coaching and friend like? I love that aspect of it. I mean, to be honest with you, I bet since I've been doing this, I mean, I've been in real estate 20 years and since I've been in Omaha now going on 11, there's probably been 20 agents come through the team that I'm on, that I work with, Adam. And I always seem to kind of be the one that, you know, a lot of the time that helps these, and they're all new agents generally, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. kind of find their way. and. I think the people that are super, like, you know, they, they want this regimented thing. I mean, those are the people that I don't, <laughs> they don't do that well. And I mean, yeah. I think that you've got to be able to think outside the box. And then, I mean, obviously there's things in the business like, yeah, you've got to make calls. You've got to do this. I mean, there, there's certain things you just have to do. But I mean, trying to give somebody a roadmap for them to follow, I don't feel like, it's certainly not going to you know, breed anybody that's going to go out and sell $10 million in real estate probably. I mean, at that point, you've got a yeah. $3 million 
you know, somebody that's going to be on your team and they right. just want to do a certain amount of business and that's fine. So, um, so for me, it's, it's, it's letting people know that they can kind of, they can live in their own space and figure it out a different way, different ways to do it and make it successful. Right. You know, that's the great thing about our business is that you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. I if mean, you want to do just shite loads of transactions, you can. If you want to do it part time, you can. It's yeah. It's fantastic. Totally up to you. Mm-hmm. That's the tough part, though, is that it's totally up to you. Yeah. For some <laughs> people, you know? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't take too long for people to, you know, figure out, oh, shit, I don't get a paycheck, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so anytime people say that they want to get into it, you know, I'm going to get into real estate. Oh, okay. What does that mean? You're going to get into real estate. Yeah. yeah. So make sure there's, I mean, with you, remember you told me that and I was I, like, it's I told the other you, defining moment of my career. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know, a financial advisor tells you you need to have three to five months of your, mm-hmm. all of your expenses in the bank, you know, for a rainy day fund regardless. And I told you, I'm like, you need to have a year. Yeah. Like, cause it's hard at the beginning, yeah. you know, and then you don't have health insurance. You don't have benefits. Right. There's nothing, you know? So like, Make sure, no that, safety net. make sure that when you jump, you can jump all the way in. Yeah. And the people that try to live in both worlds, mm-hmm. I mean, you see that they never flourish. They either quit or until they jump in with both feet. That's when they really start yeah. making a headway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, I remember I, when I got my license, I uh, passed my test. I called you and I said, I got my license and I'm going to quit my job. Mm. And you said, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, we and did. then you're gonna move in with your parents. <laughs> you just. <laughs> but then it gets better. Yeah. If you just do what you're supposed to do. That's the hard part. That's jumping with both feet, though. You know, that's yeah. great. Fuck it. For I sure. Mean, what else are you gonna do? You're never gonna look back and say, "Boy, I wish I hadn't done." That. You know, that's what I, that's kind of what I always say to myself. Like, am I ever gonna look back and say, "Boy, I wish I hadn't done that." Yeah. And most times I mean, it's not. I think that it unless it's, it's a big very, shop. <laughs> I could have told you that. I think it's I think very <laughs> transferable though from from any like field. Your tough times you look back on it and they make you grateful for what you do now. They make you grateful for what you have now. And it also kind of chaps your ass when somebody comes in and they don't have those experiences and they're like, "Well, I want your leads, I want your business. It's like, well, you don't see what's under the iceberg. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. by any means that I have an iceberg or whatever, but it's like you don't you don't see all the other stuff that happened the first year. You have to you have to bump your head because it's what helps you chase everything every day. Yeah, I love seeing people come in and they get pissed or you know, about how rosy it looks for some people and they just have like zero yeah. idea of right. you know, yeah. it's like I mean, it's not like you've got to be a rocket scientist to be in real estate. I'm, yeah. I'm not saying For that sure. by, by yeah, any means. You know. I mean, but, uh, you know, there, you definitely have to be, you kind of definitely got to put in the hours. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's really years, you know, before you start Getting building. Super, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But I think each, each lesson, each transaction raises some people's ceilings a little bit more. I mean, I remember when I first got in and a deal would fall apart. I mean, you'd feel like your whole world fell apart. <laughs> and then you realize, like, well, if I have enough business, deals are going to fall apart. And <laughs> like, you don't that's care. That's how it goes. Like, um, that's one thing that Dave's always said to me is, like, if you are only focused on filling your pipeline, you don't care if something falls apart. You don't care if somebody doesn't sign. You don't, like, just, you don't care if somebody decides to lease instead of buy. Yeah. Just 
there's just, always more people. Yeah, there's a difference between, you know... You care like about the way, them, Yeah, but... that's what I mean. Like, there's a difference between being sympathetic and empathetic towards, you know, towards a transaction. Yeah. And yeah. I did it for, you know, I did it when I first started. You just, you take it home with you. Somebody misses out on a house or sure. a deal falls apart and it's going to cost sellers a lot of money. You know, that's, it's hard not to take some of that on. Obviously, you feel bad, but I feel like you're not, you're not doing your job the right way if you're navigating that space and not, right. and not actually trying to think of, okay, what's, what's the solution to this problem? And sometimes the solution is not a pretty solution and it's not going to be good right. mm-hmm. for those people but that is the right solution and you've got to be able to deliver that message to them yeah. with you know certainty and you know expertise and, and all those things and guide them into whatever the next step is going to be right yeah. so you know the people that bring you know I always say that there's I actually have an agent she's a good friend of mine but she's like a champion of her clients so much that she like loses sight she has blinders on for like mm. what's really happening within the transaction sometimes and I tell her that you know like you need to really step back from this because yeah you're acting like the seller. You're not the seller. You're the seller's representative, and you need to give them the best counsel and guidance during this time. So you have to pull your emotions out of it. You have to, yeah. And it, it, I, I said it wrong. Like it's, it's not that you don't care that that stuff does or doesn't come to fruition. It's more of, it's not going to make or break your day, your week, your month, your year. Like you give them you you can only they make the decision so you can only give them your best advice and and go from there that's how you you kind of have to operate your business too right i mean we i talk about uh, we we can bring this up a lot we talk about commissions it's like act like you don't need the business (laughs) i don't mean that like in a real arrogant type of way but i mean if you go in confidently and you've got and if you need that listing so bad that you're willing to do anything and negotiate against yourself at that table with those people, I mean, what good are you really going to be to them? You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, if you're that big of a pushover, I mean, that, everybody's heard the line. If you if you lose the negotiation there, how are you going to win a negotiation for them later? Sure. You know, and you can you can use that listing appointment when you're, sure. you're fighting your own stuff, you know? Yeah. But it's like, totally. But that's sometimes like, if you go in there, I mean, rarely do I have problems with getting the highest commission rate in our town on even million dollar listings, you know, because if you're confident, you know what you're doing, you're not going to back down from it. People kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, and if you have the track record that you can perform, then why wouldn't they pay you what you're worth? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, the, t- the only time you see problems with that, maybe like in, in our market, I know like on say like the under $200,000 market. So getting really captivating talk here now, real estate yeah, stuff. Right. But, um, Everybody is yeah. really, Steve's going to be like, delete 20 <laughs> Yeah, click, click, click. Right. Right. Uh, but, yeah, you know, but yeah, that's, that's, not, that's an easy time where people are just willing to like give up the farm on their commissions. And, yeah. you know, you got to think about like, I, I've got to feed my family. I've got to pay sure. my bills, you know, so you've got to be true to yourself with those type of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Who's one person that you think that we should know that we currently don't know? Did I butcher that? You totally did. Like, you try. who would be, who's someone you know that we should know? Either for the podcast or business or whatever. Someone that I know that you should know? Um, Steve, so Steve Tornayton is the guy, the guru I talk about that I went to the Amazon with. Yeah. Okay. The guy yeah. is just phenomenal. Um he probably has a website. I don't know. He's I like. I feel like I'm like when I'm around him. I kind of feel like I'm up with a celebrity, even you know, because he he's just he's one of those people that's like just has so much energy coming off of him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of weird. You know, he's, he doesn't drink. He's a vegan. He's 
he probably does CrossFit. Doesn't no, he doesn't. He's, say, he's, but, <laughs> but he's yeah, but he's like, he, but like, is this just the most people like you don't forget when you meet them? Like mm-hmm. you just like when you're yeah. around them, like you know that you've met Steve Turnayton. I mean, I remember like the first time I ever because we're friends now. I mean, we have coffee, we talk about life, we talk about business and, and all that stuff, and. Like when we meet in coffee shops, it's really hilarious because like people like kind of look at us because like when we meet, like we give each other hugs, but they're like very extended to the point of like <laughs> people are probably like, are they long lost brothers? Yeah, like, like this, is, this is very strange. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but then that's how, but that's how he greets people, and so it's just like, and you can like, you know, when you're talking to him that he is one hundred percent with you in that moment. Yeah. And he calls it being with you. Like when he says, mm. like, I'm so glad I was able to be with you here today. You know, like, so it's like, you don't forget that type of stuff. Yeah. And so I think in business, he's, um, he's amazing. And, you know, obviously his, his connections to the Amazon, I mean, he's been 10 times, I think, or something. And, um, so yeah, he's an awesome person. Where does he live? He lives in Omaha, actually a little town outside of Omaha. Mm. Um, so yeah, like I said, he was, uh, he was in real estate for years and years and he said, out as soon as I make million dollars a year I'm gonna get into this other coaching and stuff like that and that's what yeah. he did. exactly what he did he just like said he was gonna do it and he did it it's like manifested yeah <laughs> and, Good for him. and now he's he makes I know seven figures doing what he's doing so travels around I wanted to hire him as my personal like business coach last year and realized I can't afford him right, right. <laughs> just stick to being friends yeah right i was like oh that, that's the price we're friends though right so oh. yeah that's the friend price i'll do the oh. coffee a month oh, okay. thing yeah. yeah i'll just keep getting free advice from you then right. totally <laughs> awesome well josh we appreciate your time yeah thank and you and your awesome. willingness to be on this podcast and yeah to i was share with the east coast here on midnight that's uh <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. We'll post it in like 20... Spring 2020? Uh, yeah. Okay. Very soon. That's awesome. Be good. Thanks, Thanks, bud. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Oh, are you still there? (laughs) They're still here. That's crazy. Um, Well, if you can't get enough of us, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Welcome to Our World. And thanks for listening. And if you listen on Spotify or iTunes, it'd be pretty cool if you gave us a rating. And tell your friends. All right. Thanks. Thanks.